Hey everyone, welcome to the What Now Audio Experience. These episodes are my way of giving you that real, raw, authentic look into business and what it actually sounds like. Some of these conversations are recorded in the studio, some are on the red carpet, and some are with my friends over at dinner, so the audio may be a little rough. But what really stands out to me are some of the behind-the-scenes conversations that take place when the camera is turned off because they provide so much value from people who are living and breathing business every single day. That's what I wanted to do, bring you something that represents what business actually is, not just what you see on social media. No fake gurus. And by the way, if you need more help with your business, please visit the What Now Academy at www.whatnow.academy. There, you'll learn what to do now and what's coming next to build a great business. Be sure to connect with me on social media at Scott Duffy Media across all channels or visit my website at www.scottduffy.com. Let's do this. On today's episode of the What Now Audio Experience, my special guest is Sean White. Sean White is a three-time gold medalist snowboarder. He is also just an insane world-class skateboarder who has won more X Games than anybody else. He's a 10-time SB winner. And I got to tell you, of, of all the people I've ever interviewed, I took away so much from Sean. I learned so much, particularly as it relates to how to set goals. And let me share with you what I mean. And I think you're going to get a little taste of this in, in the interview that we're going to share in just a second. So when... When I was taught to set goals, I was taught that I would basically vision and create a vision of me achieving that particular thing. Like, let's say I wanted to do this. I would, I would vision it. I would write it out. I would meditate on it. I would, I would like, that's what I would do. That's what I would focus on, hitting that thing. But one of the things that I've learned interviewing world champion athletes and it's probably, probably extends beyond athletes, but for me, I, I found it in athletes, and Sean was really the first, was that they don't look to hit the thing, right? He's not visioning, like, winning the gold. Instead, what he's visioning is beyond the gold. It's his life after that, and he's looking back, and he's living as if he's already won it, and it's just another thing. And for me, that was such an interesting approach. I remember when I worked for Tony Robbins, we used to do this, this exercise where we would take a piece of wood and we would teach people how to break wood karate style. Now, here's the thing. If you go to a dojo, you go to whatever, you might need to be a black belt or this or it takes years or whatever before you break wood. We teach you how to do it in five minutes. And we teach you how to do it in five minutes by following these steps, modeling people who are getting the results that you want. Basically, modeling you know, the people who are getting successful breaking, breaking a board. What do they do? Their beliefs, their strategy, their syntax, the order in which they do things. We'd hold the board after teaching them. We'd hold the board in front of them. We'd have them stand in front of them. We'd have them push their, put their arm back and open their hand, and then we'd have them strike. Now, what most people would do the first time they tried to strike is they would have lined themselves up so their hand just touches the board. There's not enough distance, their arm's not long enough to get 
past the board and actually break through it. And that's what Sean and I were talking about. We were talking about it's not just enough to vision getting there because if you just get there, you might stop just short. What you need to do is vision beyond. Get beyond. So what we would teach people with the board is we would get them really close to the board. And it felt really uncomfortable for most of them. But what they found is the first time that they strike, they went right through it. And so as you're listening to this interview with Sean, what I really encourage you to do is listen and take note of how he talks about setting big goals and how he set goals and how he visioned around winning his first gold medal and what it was that really inspired him and how he did it. And maybe there's a page from Sean that you can take and you can apply to your life. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Hi, this is Scott Duffy with Entrepreneur Magazine and S1 Media, and I'm here today with Sean White. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, two Olympic gold medals, mm-hmm. more golds than anyone else in the X Games. I'm thinking 10 SBs, and I'm wondering, how do you still keep yourself motivated? Oh, man. Um, honestly, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like, it, it's just in you. I can't really like sit back and relax on all those medals. You're always striving for that next thing. And, and that was like a moment in time. And that's great. And you should, you know, thank yourself for getting to that point to, to win and achieve those awards. But for me, it just never really ends. It's always like, what's that next thing? And that's what pushes me is that it's that next opportunity. And um and I'm always looking for it. So that's so, that's so awesome. You know, I have two young girls. They're seven and nine, uh-huh. and they started skating down in uh, San Diego with Pink Helmet Posse. Oh, right on. Yeah. I don't know about Pink Helmet Posse, but it sounds cool. It's cool. It's it's <laughs> they're all committed to young girls and stuff like that, and they get okay. them out there skating. And um and what happened when they started is they started watching videos, mm-hmm. and we started watching you on YouTube and oh, Tony Hawk awesome. on YouTube and all these crazy tricks. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, how is it that you're able to basically create? those types of tricks you know the tricks are they're they're kind of like a a a build on something that's been done before in a way unless Mm. it's something so outrageous that it's like you just had a a crazy dream and 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 decided to go for something Uh, but it's always built off of something else and and there's a stepping stone trick on your way to get to that place you know Mm. Uh, when snowboarding I was learning spins so obviously the first one would be a 180 and once I learned that I built up to a 360 and then up to a 540 and 720 degrees of rotation so uh, the last trick I did was a double flip 1440 so you know it just it's gone pretty far from the first 180, but that's how I got there in that place. And, um, you know, you always kind of look around you for what people are doing and a way to make it your own. Because mm. that's what's so unique about the sport is it's not about being the biggest and the strongest and this is how you, you do it. There's there's no real um, guideline to how to learn a trick or how to be the best. And, and you know, these, these techniques have been, you know, how, how many ways is there to throw a football? I'm, I'm sure there's only a couple. Um, but with skateboarding, snowboarding, these types of sports, it's it's inspiration driven. Mm. So uh, I was talking with uh, Andre Agassi once, and he was like, "So what if somebody just hits the gym harder than you, and they just get so much bigger and stronger?" And they, I'm like, "It doesn't work like that. That's great. They'll be, they'll look really cool. <laughs> you know, they'll be ripped. But it doesn't. It, you know, you have to be inspired to go learn. And so that's a very delicate thing, and a very, I think, uh, thing that we hold dear in the sport is the fact that like it's inspiration driven, and 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 
the unique way of uh, the way that you perform your tricks and the music that you play when you drop in, the clothing you wear, all feeds into this overall uh, style component and culture of the sport. So I think that's where I think I get the most excited about when learning new tricks is it's, it's the door's wide open for whatever you want to do. What's the role of visualization in terms of achieving your goals? That's huge. I mean, obviously setting the goals is one thing, but then actually obtaining them in the in the steps you take. I really yeah. think about everything, honestly. I think about the music that's going to be played. I think about what I'll be wearing, what the sky's going to look like. literally what you're going to be wearing. What I'm going to be wearing, like, you know, what I'm going to say to my family, you know. Or like, I don't know. It, it really helps, though, because you paint this picture, and then you got an idea in your mind, and then you, and then, so that's the goal, finally. Mm -hmm. and, and you can see it in many ways, and then and you just take those little steps to get there. And uh, I always say that visual, visualization and, and goal setting is, is very similar, but it's like any little step you can take in the direction is the right step. Uh, yeah. And obviously, you know, not biting off more than you can chew. So I, I tend to set very high goals for myself and then low goals, mm. something that's achievable, that's more fun, more playful. So like one year, my goal was to see how many cars I could win. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I was, I was around 16 so super driving was on my mind and I was like how many cars could I win because they were giving away you know uh, cars at these events and so how many did you win man I won about like <laughs> I won about seven cars it was ridiculous I started donating some of them because I'm like what am I going to do with this yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and, and and I guess tax purposes I was like I'd rather just give this to somebody uh, anyways but um you know the thing was is that in order to win those cars I had to win the whole series mm -hmm. so if you're following me it was a lot more fun and interesting to try to win the cars rather than the to the the scary feeling of like I want to win the whole series and so that was a way for me to kind of like you know downplay the uh, magnitude of the situation and really make it into more obtainable goal mm. and so you know to be kind to yourself in that way um, I find helps me a lot were you the kind of person that always had to win yeah there's <laughs> like no way around it uh, yeah I think so I, I mean I had an older brother or I have an older brother excuse me um, he's seven years older so he's a lot bigger he's a lot smarter and stronger and all these things uh, growing up and so it was just this unbeatable character in my life and ever since I can remember like he beat me at ping pong at board games that's he was better at skateboarding better at snowboarding better at everything and um, you know being in that younger brother position I was just battling to to one day finally beat him in something. Uh, but I didn't realize at the time that I was competing with him, but in actuality, I was only really competing against kids in my age group, especially mm. for snowboarding, skateboarding. And, um, you know, I was learning tricks that, that uh, you know, someone seven years older than me would be learning. So at that time, you know, by the time I was his age, I was already surpassing guys that were much, much older than him because I was learning everything at such a young age. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, those are kind of those key building blocks and motivation and things. You have to have something to go after, whether it's you want to beat your brother or you want to, you know, uh, sell more cars than the other guy at the dealership or you want to, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, you kind of set those those goals. And, um, and I like to make them up if they're not there. <laughs> 
there's this kid that used to skate at the skate park uh, named Steve. Sweetest guy in the world, and I just wanted to destroy him <laughs> for no reason. Like, poor Steve, man. He's like the sweetest guy ever. And I'm just like, he's got to go. He's well, got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny because because when, when we first started talking, whenever, when seeing, you know, seeing you around, so, you're, you're, you can be so mellow, right? Mm. But there's such a competitive yeah. you know, fire under underneath it switches for some reason on and off so like when i'm when i'm at home i'm super casual everything's pretty mellow and i'm just i'm a pretty easygoing person Mm -hmm. and then you put me in a situation of you know uh, something's on the line or i gotta win i mean i just turn into someone else Mm -hmm. and um especially even at the start gate i always trip out people people get worried when i'm on my way to the competition because i'm so relaxed they start getting nervous like dude like come on pump it up and i'm just sitting there like like listen to easy listening music on the way there and then like then i'm getting a little more built up as i'm walking up and then i actually see the half pipe and i'm standing there and i see my competitors and it just it just changes it turns so on yeah. it's something i know will happen to me when i get there but i can't really mimic that in other scenarios so mm. um it's just a, a rarity that I found over time that I do better in that pressure scenario. Um, one of the things that I remember uh, Tony Hawk telling me was that it could take years for him to develop a trick. Mm-hmm. And you had to try over and over and over again. And yeah. talking to all the entrepreneurs out there, mm-hmm. you know, we may go start a business and something doesn't work and we have to get back on our feet again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. How, how do you go out there and try to be the best and try and do what you do mm-hmm. and pick yourself up when things aren't going right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's tough always to find that motivation to continue on. Um, I don't know. I, I've always found that it's 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 a very simple, but very important lesson of like what not to do. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like the fact that you can go out there, and as long as you make, you know, if you learn from your mistakes, they're not really mistakes. It's just this big learning curve. And so, you know, in in the pursuit of like not giving up, you then have the time to make the changes and correct the way you've been doing things. Sure. So. Um, I don't know. I love I, I love looking at things that as a, a such a long term goal. Mm-hmm. I never really like the, the short term. Just doesn't matter if you know what the end goal is going to be. And you know, if you're starting a business and you, you're failing all the time, well, good. I'm so glad you got it out of the way now, so that you can su- succeed later on. I mean, you know, I fell on my run during practice right before the Olympics. It was my last practice run, and I fell. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy that I fell because mm-hmm. I was like, thank God I got that out of the way. Yeah. I don't fall often, and that was a big one. There's a lot on the line, and I fell right before the event, and I and I didn't let it freak me out. I just went, you know what? Thank goodness that happened to me, so that I can now go out and and, and do what I need to do. And same with business and things. It's kind of like, you know, you learn the mistakes. You learn, you know, this advert ad that you were so excited about to put out, this marketing campaign, it didn't really hit the way you'd hoped, and you get to learn why and and why not. I mean, there's been so many occasions where I had a home run, you know t-shirt design or jacket or some apparel something that I was going to put out and I'm like this is going to crush it and it doesn't and you have to learn from that you're like well why why was it you know it's oh, okay well maybe it was a jacket we we're going summertime maybe it should have been a little lighter fabric you know all these different things that you can do and you learn from that and you move on and then you become you know an expert in 
in that field. And so yeah. I always say, like, go for the long run. Don't go for these short-term wins. Like, know what you want to do and set forth that motion to get to that point. Don't let little things sway you. And, 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 and be thankful for the mistakes because now you know in the future what to do. Yeah. So. What's the biggest lesson that you think you've learned as an athlete that you've been able to apply to business? I think the persistence, you know, the, the fact that like, I'm, I'm willing to commit, yeah. you know, like when I'm standing up there and I have to do a trick, like there's, there's, it's only a certain amount of tries I can do into an airbag or little tricks that I can do that are similar to that trick. But at a certain point I have to stand there and go, okay, I'm going to do a triple flip off this jump. That's a lot of commitment. <laughs> that's, that's two flips where you're like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this third flip halfway through. You have to tell yourself I'm doing it. It could be icy. It could be snow it could be whatever but you've made a decision to do it and you have mm -hmm. to kind of stick with that and believe in it and um, you know as long as the goal at the end is the right one you know and you believe in it it'll, it'll actually help you get there and, and that seed of doubt I find is always something that can get in the way you know if I asked you to jump over uh, the table and you in your mind had a bit of doubt that you could do it your chances of actually failing go up yeah. you know where if you just truly believed and gave it your all you might might, you'd probably make it, you know yeah. what I mean? Or at least closer than you would if you didn't believe in yourself. And so it's that like that seed of doubt that you need to push out and really kind of pursue your things with a, a you know, that passion. Yeah. 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 So. Now, I know that in addition to everything you're doing in athletics and, and all the business activities, you have a really cool like festival, concert, yeah. everything combined yeah. kind of series. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So this is something fun I've, I've put all my, my focus and time into. It's an event called Air and Style. It's a, a sports and music festival. And uh, we have three of them that actually take place all over the world. There's mm -hmm. one in uh, Beijing at the Bird's Nest mm -hmm. uh, in China. And then uh, there's one in Austria. And then the third one, and newest one to the, the, the tour that we do is uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so it's truly like I describe it as like an X Games type of event meets Coachella. So it's yeah. full on music lineup, huge acts. Who, who picks the bands? I get to pick the bands. It was, you know, it's so funny. And I'm like sitting there, you know, promoting the event, talking about it. I'm like, you know, this is such a selfish way for me to like combine all the, you know, loves and passions in my life, music, sport, fashion, all these things into one big event. And then like, you know, if you've ever been to a festival and you're like, well, I would have picked this lineup. Yeah. Like I truly get to do that. So I, I usually call my friends or people I know that I love to see them perform or somebody I, I've never seen perform. And then I get to invite them to my event. Um, but what an amazing thing, you know, this event started probably 20 something years ago in Austria mm. and I was a competitor there and then the event grew into China and they asked me to be a host, mm -hmm. you know, to be a recognizable face from the Olympics and things and to explain to the public of China like what snowboarding is about because it's not as big over there. Mm -hmm. It's growing in popularity, but definitely not like the US and other places. And so I fell in love with the event. I've always loved to compete there and I bought the event from the originator, this guy Andrew uh, Harmont. Um, and I, I put my spin on it and my vision and my goal and, and took the seeds of doubt away and we went for it. And uh, it's definitely been growing year after year and we do it, um, we'll be doing the next one. It'll be our fourth time in Los Angeles uh, at the uh, Coliseum. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it's just truly something something amazing. And, and talk about you know mistakes. Gosh, we've made so many. I mean, it's 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 insane. It's and I'm and I'm comfortable with saying that because you know I'm I'm not a professional at putting on events. I don't you know I've never booked bands before yeah. and set the budgets and where do the bathrooms go? Like you got to think of where where are people going to park? How much is parking? How much is you know how much is a piece of pizza? Like everything you do and 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 curating that experience for the people that come to your event and what are they going to leave with? What experiment you know <laughs> what's the ex excitement that they're going to see that's different from everyone else and yeah. so it's truly something fun to to put my passion and my my you know my money my my time everything into um and then you see people show up and i'll never forget i was at the first one we did and it wasn't real until my mom showed up <laughs> honestly my mom just looked at me and we had a we have a a, a snowboarding competition that takes place during the event i forgot to mention mm -hmm. and the snowboarding jump is 16 stories tall wow. 16 stories is huge wow. this giant jump uh, made out of scaffolding and, and man-made snow and my mom looked at me just like what did you do <laughs> like what i can't believe this i could just see the awe in her face of, of what i had accomplished by putting this event on and then you know the thousands and thousands of people that showed up and had a great time and i see them wearing the merchandise sweatshirts around town i see you know them i, I didn't even have to say anything they just kind of like look at me and like point or wave or something and it's just such a, a a fulfilling thing to see it go from an idea to a tangible uh event and and then people you know sharing their experiences yeah you know maybe that next generation of snowboarders maybe that next generation of musicians that that person that came there to see their favorite artists perform and then all of a sudden they fell in love with snowboarding because they you know from LA they've never even seen snow before mm. I mean there's so many ways and, and, and things to do at the event and ways to look at it that I always um, you know I love hearing you know people's takeaway and that's what you got asked for like well what was your what was your favorite part yeah. what was your least favorite part you know the bathroom lines were too long okay mm -hmm. no that you know like all these things that you can you can uh, approve improve upon for the next time around but um it's truly been one of those things in my life that has been the most rewarding and frustrating and, and that's how you know you got something good is when it's really frustrating <laughs> like you gotta work at it because nothing's just gonna be you know given to you in that sense you gotta work for it so so if we want to be a part of it we want to we want to come out uh how do we find you yeah just go to aaronstyle.com and you can get your tickets there and then just keep an eye out it'll be around uh march of 2018 awesome i'll be there we'll see you guys awesome <laughs> well thank you so much yeah. sean man really appreciate it Cheers. from uh entrepreneur magazine s1 media we just want to say thank you huge thanks to, to sean white and yeah. thanks for you know inspiring us and just you know being a super cool dude appreciate it i'll take it thank yeah. you Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the What Now Audio Experience. If you need more help with your business, please be sure to visit the What Now Academy at www.whatnow.academy. We have an incredible community of entrepreneurs and experts that are absolutely committed to seeing you win. There, you'll learn what to do now and what's coming next to build a great business. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media at Scott Duffy Media across all channels or visit my website at www.scottduffy.com. Again, thank you so much for joining. Have an amazing day.